from the Naked News Studios in Toronto, Canada, you're listening to Talk Naked. Okay, listeners, get ready to hear something that will make you so, so jealous. I have so many porn stars in my DMs. It's true, though. I have many friends in the industry, and I pride myself in always keeping my door open to welcome more. The fabulous Kayla Page and I started a message thread on my Instagram inbox and instantly hit it off. I was so delighted to share this virtual schmooze with her and, of course, with all of you. And as you're listening to this one, folks, just know that we both had this talk naked. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another virtual schmooze. My goodness, you're in luck today. Joining us in the hot seat is the sensational, the oh-so-sexy Kayla Page. Hello. Hello. I love your little setup you've got going on there. Are you in church at the moment? Thank you. I'm not in church, but there is a actual stoning behind me. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the moment where anyone who is listening to this audibly and not watching the video better be switching over because there is a whole eye full uh, (laughs) happening in Kayla's screen right now. It's so good to see you. You look gorgeous. So good to see you. Thank you. So do you, as always. Baby, baby, baby. So for all of our viewers that are maybe getting to know you for the very first time today, I don't want to put words in your mouth or your legacy. I would love for you to tell our viewers a little bit about your career in the adult industry. All right. I am open to questions. What do you want to know? Uh, How would you describe uh, the kind of content you make and the kind of performer that you are? Um, let's see the content that I like to create. I I like to create my love, my love, love content is like, um, very artsy. I like to use like lots of mood lighting and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I know that's not what everyone wants to see. So I definitely like to create content for the masses as well. But, um, but my heart holds a special place for artsy weird shit. (laughs) And you get to do that on your own platforms, right? You can create absolutely that at your own. Yeah, life. it's important to have that balance, right? When you are an artist, but you are catering to, like you said, the masses. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I like that balance. You know, I love doing studio uh, work as well. You know, I I love working for other directors and like feeding other people's art and that sort of thing. But yeah. I think it's definitely important to feed those creative juices within yourself as well. So. I definitely like to get yeah. that out of me. It, it's, it's, it keeps you happy. It keeps you motivated. My goodness. It really does. If you have an artistic ambition, make sure you're satisfying it somewhere in your life. Uh, Kayla, what would your viewers, your fans, what would they say you are known for when it comes to sex on camera? What kind of performance do you give? Um, I would say that people know me most for my MILF films. I have done MILF stuff since the beginning of time, it feels like. (laughs) Um, I qualified by technicality uh, at 19. So I was shooting MILF stuff when a lot of other girls refused to. And I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I think it's really important that young moms feel liberated and feel sexy and don't fall into that whole stigma of like, well, you're a mom now, you can't be sexy. Right. So as like a glamour girl at the time and, you know, that whole genre of things, I was only doing girls and, 
you know, I just wanted to make my mark as far as like setting free the young moms, you know? So that's, that's what I'm probably known for most. There's just so much sex appeal, sexuality, and, and absolute undeniable irresistibility in, in hot moms, moms all around. I mean, that's a power right right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Uh, so Kayla, let's talk about your decision making. I know this may be taking us back in time for a moment, but (laughs) people are always curious what the decision making was where you said, yeah, I want to have sex on camera. I'm going to do it. I mean, was there a hesitation? Was there an an internal moral conflict of any kind? Uh, what was that moment of your life like? Um, honestly, okay. So let me give you a little background on how it got there. Um, I grew up in a very liberal environment with, um, very, uh, hippie type parents. My parents, my mom and my stepdad were world champion skydivers. So I grew up, right. I just grew up like on airports and like, you know, hanging out with adults that were really intelligent people because they could afford to skydive. That Mm. costs a lot of money. (laughs) You can't be Joe Schmo off the street and, you know, suddenly get into skydiving. I mean, it happens, but it's rare, you know? And so it's like, I was around a lot of people that felt very free and, you know, there was, there was what t-shirt contests and there was women sunbathing naked and it wasn't a big deal. It was never taboo. It was very normalized to me. Hmm. And so making the jump, like when I got a little bit older, I was going to be a singer, but I have stage fright. So that didn't work out. Didn't work out at all, but I can karaoke like a motherfucker. (laughs) We are alike in that sense. I love it. Wow. And then I turned 18 and I was watching porn with my boyfriend one day and he was like, you could do that. And I was like, I could do that. And he's like, well, why don't you go ahead and do it? Like, as long as you're not doing guys, I don't really have a problem with it. And I was like, all right, cool. So we called the, we called the number at the end of the VHS, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) And here I am. Wow. Okay. Do you know how many people are saying uh, stage fright around singing, but okay to fuck on camera? It would be the reversal. If they were given those two choices, they'd say, I would sing in front of millions of people before I ever share myself sexually to the masses. And I've heard this. I've heard this so many times. And my answer to that is me singing is me naked. Wow. Yeah, it's... It's funny. I, like I said, I, I share that with you so deeply. Like I am, I am the world's greatest singer when I'm alone and the pressure right. isn't there, but I could never pursue it professionally because the stage fright inhibits and restricts all of the ability to let that out at its greatest. I, I know, I know where you're coming from on that one so deeply. Absolutely. It's crippling. Like I literally, I, 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 I make the reference of like, I sound like a cow giving birth when I'm singing in front of people. Like I just totally like my throat closes up. I can't like get anything out. Like I just, I start shaking. Like it's a whole thing. So yeah, there goes my hopes and dreams in my music career. You know what? You do let your voice go to work in the content you make. So maybe we'll, I do. Put, we'll put a little vibrato on it, a little trill here and there, and then boom, suddenly we're singing. Okay. I will tell you that I just did a scene yesterday where I actually rapped in the middle of the sex scene. <laughs> Wait, did you have an original 
flow? Was this you dropping your own bars or were you rapping yes. someone else? This was you rapping my own bars. Wow. <laughs> I mean, is it one of those things where you want people to make sure to tune in for it? Or can you give us a little sampling of it here? Um, well, I, I can do it. It's, it's, um, it's a joke band that I did with a couple of guys that like one happens to be from the band puddle of mud. Oh yeah. One of them happened to be a Philadelphia Phillies world series pitcher. And another guy was like, his name's bottleneck and he's a hip hop rapper. And I didn't know that this genre of music even existed. And they were like collaborating on a track and they're like, everybody's in on this. And I was like, well, I want in. And they're like, if you can rap. And I was like, oh, please. <laughs> so then my verse goes, you want to see my panties drop, my pussy rock, put you on a show. I'll make your thing dribble, want to nibble, ride me, not your sock. Oh, bad. Oh, daddy, make it juicy. Don't refuse me up and down on your private stock. Thought you had a clue, but boy, you knew you want to see these panties drop. <laughs> what? <laughs> So it's called Panty Dropper. Holy shit. Do you like it? Yes, my entire clit was throbbing with it. I was like, pulse into the beat, bitch. That's hot. I'll send you the song. It's hilarious. See, even when you think you're not going to maybe pursue that initial ambition, you're doing it. It changes, though. You know, like I was supposed to be Britney Spears, but now I might be Little Kemp. (laughs) And you know what? Looking at the I'm two of those that. artists today, you know, you might have right. you might have found the right calling. I feel um, like I'm current now. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> oh, how many licks, Kayla? How many licks? You know what's hilarious? I oh. sent the song to a buddy of mine. He's this like underground rapper that I went to ABN with last year. His name yeah. is Cool yeah. Keith. And he's like super famous and like, he's very underground. And I sent it to him and I was like, you're either totally done with me or you are like adoring me right now. And he's like, I want to do a song with you. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What are we talking about here? Oh my gosh. This is it. This is what's happening. It could be. Oh, that is. I'm going to break into mainstream yet. Kayla, this is momentum. It's a beautiful thing, right? Like it's, there's, there's power in your work. There's legacy just blazing behind you and potential (laughs) opening up in front of you. So when we look at sex being presented on screen today, I mean, I'm of the belief and I I have a feeling you are as well. Porn should not be educational. It should not be educational material. However, it is so accessible in today's day and age, more so than ever before in the existence of people viewing this kind of content as someone who's actively creating for it. Do you feel any kind of responsibility in the way you depict sex on screen? I'm really glad that you brought this up. I have a meeting today Mm. after you with a company that I'm having a conversation with about a script that I felt like was inappropriate and it crossed lines. It crossed boundaries. I'm down to feed the perverts. I'm not down to to feed the pedophiles, you know, like there is a big difference in drawing the lines and, and, and being conscious of that moral responsibility of like, what are we creating here and who is this feeding? Right. 
you know, and I think that that's really important. And it's important for us as performers to stand up and say no when we're uncomfortable or when we think that something might just be a little off or a little out of line. If, if you think that it might be, it probably is, yeah. you know, if we're questioning it, then I'm sure there's a lot of other people questioning it, yeah. you know? So it's like taking responsibility for those moments and, and being conscious of, you know, other people. It, it, I think it's, it's, it's vital, you know, and it's, it's, it's one of the only ways that we can keep our, our business legit, you know? Yeah. So very, I, I very, hope that more people speak up. Yeah. Very profound statement there. And, and that's something that I've been so fascinated by as it evolves and as we do see accessibility to this kind of content just so massive on say platforms like twitter in right. countries where other adult sites are blocked twitter isn't meaning that there's still access to the content because it's visible there and you know whether or not the viewer deems it educational there is an impact there is the potential for influence uh, Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I love that you did stand your ground. And, and what happens now when you do make uh, a statement and take a stand like this in the middle of production or in this step of production? Do they change? Do you walk away from the project? Um, we had already shot one scene in which it was it was fine. They weren't. It, the script was fine. Everything was fine. And so we moved on to the second scene and it was just the, the portrayal mm. wasn't appropriate. Yeah. You know, I do a lot of stepmom stuff, yeah. but there's certain things that I just won't do. And it's, you know, crossing that line of like, just too young or looks too young or acts too young or anything. Like if it's just too much mommy in the script or too much this and that, I just can't do it. You know? And I, I'm, I'm the mother of a 17 year old girl, you know, I'm the mother of a nine year old son. So I try to think to myself, is this, when they start watching porn, is this what I want them to be subjected to? Is this how I want them to treat their relationships? Is this how I want them to look at their stepchildren later on in life? If that happens to be their situation, absolutely not. So who the fuck am I to be putting shit out here that like these kids take seriously? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so I try to do my due diligence. Wow. I mean, that's the, I love that we went there today. I love that you have such an applicable on the pulse moment to moment story here that, that you shared with us. Thank you for that. That's, these are the real moments. This is the, the change that needs to be made and the people that are actively seeing to it. So Kayla, Absolutely. bravo. Wow. Thank you. Wow, Thank you wow. very much. And I will say that the company and the director were very, very like they took responsibility. They, the director thanked me because uh, it wasn't something that they wanted to necessarily shoot either. And they were hoping that I would speak up and say no. Hmm. So I was like, I appreciate the fact that they were honest with me and that, you know, they shared the same sentiments and took responsibility for everything. And they have even gone as far as saying, Hey, let's talk about this because we want to make sure we know where we went wrong here. Wow. That's yeah. huge. And that in itself is a triumph. That's a success Absolutely. to see that the conversation actually happened instead of let's, let's just replace, let's, right. let's move on with somebody else who will do it. 
Right. Exactly. Oh, Kayla, that's just, that's wonderful. I'm so excited to see how this continues and, and how um, the evolution rolls out for creators that are participating in these, in these, these scenes, you know, I mean, we see MILF, yeah. especially MILF and step encounters as the top of, of, you know, the genres. That's one of the most popular searches. It absolutely is. And it's, and that's where I feel like it's really important that we understand like where we need to start drawing some lines. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's to me, a lot of it's gone too far. Mm. You know, like I'm fine with being stepmom in this situation, but you know, I'm not fine with being the stepmom to a girl that looks like she's like way too young yeah. and, you know, or things like that. Or it, like I said, in the script, if the wording, if the verbiage is crossing the line too much, it's just, you have to be conscious of every little step because I mean, let's face it after they go to editing, they can really do anything they want. Yes. So it's like, if you're not comfortable already, then you might definitely not be comfortable with the outcome. Wow. What would be the, the message then to performers very early in their career that are just grateful to have bookings and grateful to be in demand and might not think with this kind of brain? Is there a message to them directly? Um, I would say stand your ground understand your, your boundaries, respect your own boundaries and know that 90% of these people work for you. You can say no, please say no. If you are uncomfortable ever, like it's totally okay. And no one wants to be in a situation that they're uncomfortable in. So, you know, stand up for yourself, do what's right. Ask, ask, ask older performers for advice ask for, you know, somebody to call just as like a lifeline of like, Hey, you know, this is going down right now. And I'm not sure how to feel about it. You know, like, I think that's really important to have friends and have colleagues that you can call on to like, you know, ask for advice. Community. That would be my advice for sure. And it's really, the community is really there. The more and more that I speak to performers, absolutely and creators, I realize that there are, uh, there is an interconnectedness and people do want to be part of, you know, an uplift in this business. So they really do. Yeah, they really do. Kayla, you are all kinds of awesome. Ari, I know that our viewers are just so eager. They're drooling to know where to get in touch with you. So uh, what would be those social media handles and websites? Well, let's go firstly with OnlyFans.com slash Kayla Pajax and Twitter at Kayla Pajax. Um, Instagram is the real Kayla page. Um, am I missing any? <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's it. Find me everywhere. <laughs> we will absolutely flash all of that information on the screen. If you didn't have time to write it down, Kayla, thank you so much for this very insightful and, and very intimate conversation today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Laura, for having me. I really appreciate it. And it's always great to see your gorgeous face. It's so wonderful. I can't wait to see you in the flesh again. All right. Me too. Oh, you take care of yourself until then, darling. And everybody else watching, I hope you've enjoyed this edition of our virtual schmooze. For Naked News, I'm Laura Desiree. See you next time. <laughs> So how did you like hanging out with the fabulous Miss Kayla Page and moi? 
If you want to check out the full video version of that interview, all you have to do is find it at nakednews.com. And why not like, favorite, or subscribe to the channel that you're listening to the Talk Naked podcast on? To never miss a moment here on our amazing show, all you have to do is, of course, follow us on our Instagram at Talk Naked Podcast. We'll see you back here real soon.